Suara Muda Assalamualaikum Tasha Hao Yapdi Orkinge Vanakam My name is Syed Sadiq bin Syed Abdul Rahman I'm a son to a teacher and a son to a father who was a labourer brought up in a middle class family in Johor and a product of our public education system I went to Sekolah Kebangsaan, Sekolah Menengah, subsequently got accepted into the Royal Military College, completed my degree in law in International Islamic University in Malaysia and pursued my course in public policy in the National University of Singapore. Politics was alien to me because I don't come from a political family. At best, my mum was forced to become a member of AMNO because of my grandmother. Uh, we rarely talked about politics except When voting day came, my parents then would often ask or pressure my my siblings to vote for Amno because of uh, family heritage. But I'm different. I'm different in a way where I've always wanted to bring change in Malaysia, but never to be a frontliner in politics. Even while I was studying in university, after breaking a few records in debating at the Asian level. My university hired me as the youngest part-time lecturer. I was subsequently made the researcher under the Johor State Government, one of their local think tanks, and also an officer to the minister in the prime minister's office. I've always had a passion in public policy and research, but more at the back because I thought that I value my privacy a lot. I value my family's privacy. I thought that's the best way for me to bring an impact in Malaysia without sacrificing my personal comfort. Well, things changed very quickly in 2015 and 2016. When the 1MDB saga, corruption scandal, abuse of power took place, I merely just made a Facebook posting. A Facebook posting which was then picked up by the mainstream media, alternative media, social media, with a big headline saying that Asia's three-time best speaker rebuts Malaysia's prime minister. And when that was made the headline, many news portals picked it up and subsequently I was called up by my university and very quickly and swiftly my life turned around because i lost my job as a part-time lecturer i was no longer allowed to teach i lost my job as a researcher i lost my job as an officer i lost almost everything instantly but to make it worse my students who i were training to represent malaysia to the united states in debating were banned from representing malaysia because of me as the so-called delinquent lecturer or or this rebellious lecturer but because of my action to speak up they were subsequently punished and obviously my parents were not spared they were threatened in many different ways and that to be honest was why I joined politics it was at that point that i realized that politics in malaysia is truly the epicenter of change it is not enough to shy and hide behind the wall of privacy in reality if we want to bring a holistic change in malaysia we need to take the bull by its horns and really keep on turbocharging our ideals forward and when how many walls we are to face we take a sledgehammer we break it down we don't make a u turn after and it was at that point in time that i made the decision to join because i do not want anyone else to face what i face i do not want their children to face what i face i do not want to see 
children seeing their parents face like what my parents face. I want to ensure that I'm able to build a Malaysia for all Malaysians in which we can freely agree to disagree on political issues, build a matured political democracy and a system in which no matter who is in power, which party wins, Malaysia keeps on moving forward because that's true progress. That's the epitome of a developed country, not a country in which it's subservient to hyper-partisanship and the politics of uh, personality. And when all of that happened, I took a huge step in politics. I became one of the co-founders of a party which subsequently nominated me as a member of Parliament of Moi, which then I won at the age of 25 years old and was then made the Minister of Youth and Sports when I was 25, the youngest in Southeast Asia. One of the toughest moments for me was in mid-2017. It came at a time where I was in a dilemma either to stay only as a political participant or to become a potential candidate for my party then. It came at a time where I was confirmed and offered a spot with a scholarship at Oxford University, Masters in Public Policy at Blavatnik School of Government. And that's always been one of my dreams. I used to travel to Oxford and Cambridge every year for debating and public speaking for the past five to six years. And finally, I'm given the opportunity to study there with scholarship without needing to burden my parents. And it's a dream and I've always loved public policy. To be honest, at first, I immediately confirmed the spot. I already had a long conversation with Tunok Tumahdi and Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin then, explaining my decision. And while they were quite heavy-hearted, they understood if I were to pick that path. Especially knowing that my mom is a teacher and my mom also insist, <laughs> insisted for me not to go all out in politics to the point that I abandoned my personal goals. But things changed very quickly when threats were made against my family, specifically my father and my brother. In retrospect, I remember how difficult that moment was, but I'll never change that decision, even if I had a time machine. Uh, because there were some very personal things which were about to be released on my father, which could potentially break up the family, and also my brother, who was then, I think, working for Emirates. When that happened and it was communicated to me, and it was a very simple nudge, right? You just have to leave the party, do a press conference, and then leave for the UK and everything will be sponsored, paid, and you'll get a few things in return. But for me, that again signaled how bloody corrupt, divisive, toxic politics was. That everything is about either buying people over or threatening them. And if they can't be threatened, then threaten their family members. So I remember, instead of me already making up my mind to go to the UK, to go pursue my master's in Oxford, the threat actually caused the exact opposite for me to stay. And I did stay back. I remember it was a very unique moment because I couldn't communicate with party leadership then on my final decision because my phone was being observed, I was quarantined in a particular location and the PC had to be done at one particular location which was very near to Amno's HQ. But I was still in all the WhatsApp groups with the top leadership, Tashri Muddin, Natutri Mukhris. A lot of them already thought that I jumped to the other side. 
Because I think they already received news, mainstream media picked it up, all the AMNO big wigs already released statements saying that see, even the young co-founder of Versatu has given up on the party. And obviously could have respond, media contacted me, but I can't see anything unless during the PC. And when I read some of the WhatsApp groups, uh, even people like Tantri and Dato Chimukri said, oh no, forget Sadiq, he has abandoned us, he has forgotten the principle, blah, blah, blah. Obviously at that point, I was just like laughing. I'm like, my God, I mean, have faith lah. <laughs> if I didn't count out before, I wouldn't count out now, but also I could inform them what was happening. But during the PC, I turned the tables, exposed exactly what happened. And you can see all the mainstream media panicking because they were streaming it live and they shut it down immediately. And you could see people at the back of the room starting like walking up and down and then taking out their phones, calling people. But that was truly a moment which I'll never forget in my political career. Because I believe the more you try to threaten and push a person to a corner, the stronger the person will fight back. It's not just a survival instinct, but it also reminds a person why he or she joins politics. And that was the reason why I joined. Which is really to ensure that no one will have to go through what I went through. No family will have to face what my family faced. And also to ensure that politics progress to become more matured instead of this very dirty, toxic tactics which were employed. So, ironically, I think if uh, Barista National Den had just not disturbed me and my family, I could have just gone to Oxford in peace without disturbing them, <laughs> further my studies. But the opposite happened. So, if there's any moral message out of it, it's better to play a more principled kind of politics than the politics of threats and submission because often the reaction will be far, far worse. This is also a reminder to myself. Well, everything took another quick turn in February and March 2020 when the party which I co-founded, a party which I built from scratch, turned its back on the public. Bersatu then decided to engineer together with AMNO and other parties the notorious Sheraton move. 